0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to this week's episode of Action for Everyone for this year, August 27th, 2023. I am, as always, your host, Mike Scott. We are here at the celebratory end of the Big Bad Film Festival. Uh, We were going to have a guest, but unfortunately, as often happens, things came up. That guest will, uh, knock on wood, be on next week, but I'm not going to announce it just in case something falls through. So you just get me and Vice Victus. Vice, how are you today? It's
1: so easy, baby. This is the, the three wise men, the three elements. The, the the three kings. That's all that's you got. So you need, baby. What's up? How y'all doing? Shout and, out to Big Bad Film Fest. Doing good,
0: uh, We out here. And Be you also,
2: and you also get Liam O'Donnell. Liam, how are you today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, yes, we had a, a had a great showing at the Big Bad Film Fest Friday night for Layer of Lies with uh, friends friends and enemies of the show, Brandon Streisnig <laughs> and Aaron uh who was my uh fill-in last week and a bunch of you uh morons on the discord thought we sounded alike and I'm listening to the pod and he's like as a Mexican I'm like are you guys just like spit taking every time you hear like why is Liam keep saying as a as a young Hispanic man growing up in uh California (laughs) Jesus Christ but he's great um you know it's actually the second time run into him so um real 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 good guy and uh and we sat next to each other had a great uh, bro out on layer of lies which I thought on the big screen was incredibly impressive um it's it's not some rinky tink indie movie which I think I kind of was expecting like uh it is like they have some amazing locations in Iran and uh you know listening to the pod last week what, what you guys were saying about it it definitely opens your eyes to like wow there's this whole other you know, world that has not been captured, uh, or at least shown to, to a lot of Western audiences. And it was, uh, it was really cool to see. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, so shout out to big bad. Um, is there anything else that you, that you ran into while you were there? I, cause you went, you went both Friday and Saturday, right? Or did you? No, just go... no,
2: I, no, I, I, you know, I was talking to, um, uh, my friend Russell, uh, who's going today to the atkins double feature which uh you know is 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 awesome and i was just like next year like glendale if they do glendale next year i just gotta get like an airbnb because um it was uh it was a 90 minute drive out there and then i just even at the end i was like i just gotta go home it's gonna it's it's too far for me to to really cut loose so i I gotta get something uh nearby and uh and be a mainstay because it is really really cool to uh and a big shout out to uh to Patrick uh, Young and Powell Robinson for and, and the entire staff there for putting it together because uh, it was just kind of um, you could see it tell it's the start of something really cool and special.
0: Was there? Was there? This is one question I wanted to ask. Was there decent decent attendance
2: to it? Was it? Uh, was there decent number of people there? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, it, it's uh, it's called the Look Cinema, and so it's kind of got these uh, big luxury seats. Uh, in the first I'd say in the in the back couple of rows. So I'd say it was like maybe four or five rows of that. All of those were full. Uh, And and it's I mean, there's an app on your phone and and you I ordered the skinny girl margarita because hey, it's still the end of the summer. And uh, and then they go, would you like to pre order your next drink in 30 minutes? And I was like, you know me too well and click click. So I I had a great experience. Um, And so yeah, it was very well attended. Uh, I heard the opening night was uh, was sold out. And so, yeah, that's kind of uh, looking towards next year. I, I definitely want to go opening night. And um, I mean, God, it'd be great to have a movie to to show there. But um, yeah, I'm just uh, really excited for those guys and, and happy for every uh, filmmaker who got to uh, show their film there this weekend.
0: Yeah, I think I I definitely have every intention of going next year too. So uh, maybe we get like an A four E Airbnb, and then we could actually do like a remote episode there too. That'd be fun.
2: Oh my god, <laughs> that we'd have to just film the whole weekend. It yep. would just be yeah, like like a like a real world episode.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll put that I'll put it on the calendar. But yeah, as I was saying, uh, that's great that um you know I see a picture with the uh, you and and Aaron and Aaron and Brandon. It's like a but like a shield from the WWE like I was like because because we always like this is so stupid we always like I gotta make fun of each other's heights, even though you're all tall especially compared no to no
2: last week when Mike said <laughs> Liam's really short I've never heard anyone say that about me in my life I was sitting there I was doing laundry I was enjoying the show and I instantly felt like Sarah Connor just holding on to the fucking fence just getting roasted I was like really short no one's ever said that about me before uh but I get it it's the per- it, I I. it's it's because of my proportions now getting wider it starts you start to imagine that I'm taller so I I, I kind of take it as a compliment people are just like you're the size of a 6'2 man but you're 510. So uh, it's (laughs) fine. I'm enjoying it now on the discord. But when I first heard it, like, my eyebrows were off my face. I was just like, Wait, what happened? But yeah, no, Brandon is got a huge frame. And that like, when I see him, he, he looks uh big and, and i i just keep teasing him that he's gonna have his like mid-30s iron life crisis as i call it and he's <laughs> gonna suddenly hulk out he's like he's like mark ruffalo in uh in like end game you know he's like <laughs> he's got the glasses on but you're like dude you're there's a hulk in there uh you're not <laughs> fooling anybody
1: well yeah just uh, between that and um i think it was a few weeks ago we went to the uh, new beverly we saw uh, aaron the first time with the other uh, cool. i think it was uh, Andrew, Andy and them uh Y'all some Jordan, big motherfuckers, yeah. man. Yeah, y'all. Yeah. Like, I keep, I keep joke, I joke, but I'm not joking when I say this. Like, don't fuck with the actual Twitter crew. Like, y'all, they will, they will, yeah, they'll fuck y'all up. Like, it's serious. Like, you know, film nerds, you know, that's the whole, the whole like, perception. Like, they're all like, they look like, um, like Cameron Jackson or whatever. Nah, these guys, <laughs> <laughs> our crew will fuck <laughs> you up. They must of us. <laughs> but, but, and to that point, like, um, it's cool to see, like, things like the Big Bad Film Fest. You have this, like, the, we're always a, we're a community, and we are, you know, as far as Poland can be. To actually physically be there, it's just, I'm really jealous of this, you know, that, that and I, yeah, again, I do want to, do, to try this next year however I can. To actually physically be with, you know, our community, that's, like, that's a great thing to have set up, so I'm, I'm really glad that the, uh, it's going well, you know, today will be last day as, as you listen to this, and, um, yeah, I, I want to see it grow and thrive more, so it sounds great.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, so this week, just so everybody knows, is kind of we're kind of making this up as we go along uh, because our our plans got changed kind of at the last minute. So what we decided to do, because as Liam said, we are, in fact, the premier magazine of Action Cinema. uh, We are going to do we are going to do a little like fall into winter preview um, about stuff that's coming out that we're looking for, that we're excited towards. Um, You know, we'll talk about some major releases assuming they still release as well as a handful of DTV things one thing I do always want to say when we get into DTV stuff you know and I've said this on the discord before too the 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 DTV arena right now is in a real tumultuous place for reasons that I don't want to get into but it just know that it's in a really tumultuous place and so if you think there's a DTV movie coming out this year that you're excited for hold your breath. Just, just relax for a minute. Do not get excited. I mean, you can get excited. You can want to see the movie, but do not expect the DTV movie is coming out until you, I would say at a minimum, see a proper release date and trailer. But the reality is until you can go on Amazon prime or voodoo and pay 10 bucks to rent it, like, do not assume that it's coming out. Uh, you know, I know one of the ones that a lot of people are excited for is one more shot. I have not talked to James about it, but I, given the, the, the state of DTV. I I'm going to be surprised if they get it out this year. I hope they do. I would love to see it, but I'm going to be surprised if they get it out this year. Um, James, you can correct me if I'm wrong on that. He's, he's going to text me and be like, motherfucker. I got, it's like October 26th. What are you talking about? But, uh,
2: but anyway, (laughs) well, well, Mike, just to, just to you, you did, we did talk a little bit in the preamble about, uh, you saying that you felt like the pandemic had kind of caught up to DTV and my response was that I felt like sort of the market has caught up to DTV. And, and if you guys have been listening to the show, we started the show almost two years ago because I like wanted to do a behind the scenes of making an action movie. And it's been two years later and, and nothing's gotten made. Um, So, yeah, it was like, um, you know, even movies with with uh, as far as DTV goes, very bankable stars um, are having trouble getting financing in a couple of the bigger players uh, on that scene have gone under. And if you, you, you know, it, it's a top heavy industry, but if you look at stuff that's happening with Max and Netflix and, and all these different things over the past two years kind of pulling back, how do you think that affects the guys that are making the $2 million movies? You know, it's obviously hurting them too. You know, we saw Shudder and AMC lay a bunch of people off. Um, you know, we, we've seen, you know, a bunch of different smaller streamers kind of pull way back on taking those sort of chances that we, I think, took for granted over the past couple of years, you know, you just be getting these like, oh, this is another, you know, two to $5 million movie that's popping up on my streaming uh, every week. And, you know, that 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 kind of bottom has fallen out.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I you know you brought up before we recorded the the, the, the you know unfortunate retirement of Bruce Willis and and that, that that's had an effect and that Nick Cage has has cut down on the amount you know and so it, it is there's there's all these things coming together you know I I was telling you guys the entire duration of this show one of the things I do is every Friday I get up I jump on Vudu and I look at all the new releases and I scroll all the way down to see what VOD DTV stuff is coming out. And for years, there was always like at least something that was interesting, something that had some sort of hook that was going to catch me, whether it was, you know, I, I had a director that was interesting or, you know, somebody tangentially related to 8711 was was doing the choreography or it had Cam Gigante in it, whatever it may be. There was always something that was a hook for me. This year has been fucking bleak. It has been desolate. Like like there have been good DTV movies. We've talked about them, but it has been fucking bleak uh and so i uh i just yeah i think people just i just want people but we will highlight some that we're or we're relatively certain are going to be coming out some that should be you know that are quote unquote dtv in style but are actually getting a theatrical release like uh oh we'll come back to it but one that i'm super excited for is the outlaw johnny black actually does have a firm release date you know so some stuff like that so and
2: and they got a waiver from sag to promote the movie which uh which is awesome so yeah uh, good on them yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: So we're just going to kind of roll through some stuff here and and talk about talk about some stuff. Um, obviously, I think the first one up has got to be Equalizer Three, right? Like like Vice is Vice is chopping at the bit for Equalizer Three.
1: <laughs> Uncle Denzel is going to murder everyone within a hundred mile radius. Oh, I love! Uh, I I'm so excited for this movie. Like this might be my most anticipated movie of the year, which sounds crazy. You know, we had Meg. <laughs> but, yeah, no, no, no. But just um, like, it's a you know, it's, it's a like, vice ass movie, as you would say. Like it is literally made for me. It's like, uh, it's like uh, they make movies for, like your um, old alcohol- alcoholic alcoholic, uh, former uh service member slash law enforcement uh, veteran um who has like a, uh, yeah, who's like has this like uh un unresolved white woman fetish. Like it's a very specific formula <laughs> of of like old black man movie and like it's, it's fucking me man like it's to the to a t like i love this shit it's, they, they made it for my soul and and but also just the fact that you know talking about, talking about like um, big star is doing and the various spectrums of films they do this is like denzel's now first trilogy like he is like invested like money heart and soul into robert mccall as a character and you know he's and the movies kind of speak to that like like it, it, and it seems very strange that of, of all things, of, of all properties, slash storylines that this, this TV, this this reboot of a TV show from the '80s would be like Denzel's like 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 defining like his uh his his iconic you know self made thing. But he's it, it is and he's doing it and I, I appreciate it so much. I love it so much. But yeah, and then, you know, just, and then and and there's also this kind on of stream because like. They're action films, but not. They're very kind of subdued in a certain way, like uh they have spits, fit and spits and spurts of action, but they're always always like extremely fucking bloody. Like you know, the first couple, he's basically a, he's a um, he's Jason. He's he's a slasher villain that's not, really, not really not really revealed to like the final the climax in fucking the the, the, the uh, Home Depot, where he murders everyone with, with with power tools and such. And then he um, murders
2: Dan Blazarian is the most important <laughs> detail. <laughs> yeah, the like, fucking so like, idiot gave, gave like gave them money so that he could get killed by Denzel. Actually, maybe that's cool. I don't know, but I, yeah. I always and laugh then, when producers steal money from social media people to get murdered on screen.
1: <laughs> yeah, then the, the second one, like you know, like I said, like he goes further into the character, like his old backstory, like his his old, his old um black ops days coming back to haunt him. You know, and with his former crew from allies, you know, he has to like now murder them all. So then, like so again like that, that, the whole like this is that for as simple and straightforward as these movies might seem like you know some people must say they're like a taken taken rip off or whatever there is some kind of like this, there's really like a kind of uh, a soul to it like Denzel gets or is imbued this character with like this like um forlorn like uh, regret like that, that his like the whole the whole premise is that he's the equalizer like yes he he's killed people but, like um he goes around the community like helping people like that's his whole thing as, like, penance for, like, so his, all the dirty he did back in, back in the day as, like, a as like government assassin. So, like, that stuff is just as strong in movies as the actual, like, murder fests, which is really, again, really, really, like, I think that's far from a rip-off of, you know, the, the dead movies. It's its own specific thing. Uh, but I mean, yes, the requests for redemption are a big part of movie stories, and but, like, the way it's done here, it's a very... One, of its time, of, of our time, and two, fits Denzel so well because, you know, like we talked about this before with um, guys like uh, Keanu doing John Wick. Like, you have to have that history of, of an actor, of a person, to make that history of a character work. Like, nobody, nobody else could do John Wick except Keanu. Same thing, like, then Dan- we have this history of Denzel, As, again, not quite an action hero, but he's done fantastic action. You know, he, but he has the drama. You know, he's like, oh, he's the best actor in the world, you know, arguably. So he has all that going for him. He's doing, it, so he's doing these, like, small-scale... Violent, you know, like crime, crime saga things going on. So you know that leads uh, this one coming next next week. Equals to three, and you see, I just in the trailer, he he murders somebody with a gun without shooting a shot. Like that, that's just this perfectly encapsulates like the the coolness of the character I'm gonna call it, that he's made. He can kill you like five thousand different ways. Like you know, like he did, He's like an actual, He's like the uh, Chuck Norris meme, but like in actuality all these crazy, violent acts that are like almost unbelievable or comprehensible. So you see that in the trailer. And then plus, you know, on top of that, you know, I mentioned the white girl thing. Yeah, really nice. Uh, what is a girl? Uh, uh, Dakota Fanning is going to be in, in this one, you know. So I have a little like a man on fire reunion there. But yeah, this uh, yeah, I'm just super excited about this. Uh, I, like, the trailer is great. And uh, nice. I so stick it on the Italian mafia now. You know? He's going to kill all crime and all drugs in the Thai world by part four that's what that's
0: his his plan and I I can't wait yeah it's I mean obviously we're going to be talking about it next week too but uh, I'm I I certainly I like the I like the equalizer movies I cannot reach vice's level of excitement but I love that they exist for vice and I love listening to vice talk about them more than anything
2: so I'm kind of jealous like that you know, more like, like that Schwarzenegger doesn't have his equalizer and some of these other ones like, yeah, Denzel's kind of perfectly navigated this part of his career where, you know, obviously he lost his, uh, his best collaborator in Tony Scott. And then it was like, all of a sudden franchises are what get made. And he kind of like, it all kind of lined up perfectly for him. Um, and, and a lot of the older action guys just haven't had that sort of stable thing that to go to. And they, they kind of are, reaching around which i guess I, I don't know what's next on the list is it expendables four because that's kind of uh that's stallone right there. there's
0: there's one in the middle before okay. expendables four that uh that is I didn't even realize was coming out. I just happened to see it this morning, which is on September 7th. And I don't know much about the movie. I've just watched the trailer. Uh, Shahrukh Khan's new movie, Jawan, is getting released. So everybody that fell in love with SRK watching Patan earlier this year, he's got a new movie coming out. It does look like it's a worldwide, worldwide release. So it should be available. It should be playing here in the US, the same places you saw Patan. Uh, so I don't know much else about it. I know that the director is a, a Tamil director named Atlee, and this is his first foray into making Hindi movies. Um, it looks pretty bananas, um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, just everybody that has found a newfound love for Indian cinema over the last couple of years, keep your eyes open for that one.
1: Um, Vice? Sorry, yeah, we've mentioned this before, but um, is this one of those things where, like, a is it, like, a not-sequel in-name or a sequel not-in-name? Is it one of those things, or is just, like, totally unrelated...
0: I, I think see. this one's totally I think this is a, a completely original property.
1: Okay, because I see the, the Pika in the like the guest star and thing here, but I'm like, wait, isn't she in but yeah, I, yeah I, guess, I guess like like we were saying before, like it doesn't really matter, like like the prop the concept of franchises doesn't really apply in the cinema. You you're there for the star. So yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So um yeah, so but yes, then the next one is is one that I actually have to admit I I wasn't all that excited for it. And then I saw the trailer and, uh, and, you know, so yes, the Expendables 4 is, is our next big one that we need to talk about. Um, So I, I think the the trailer, certainly the trailer, certainly uh, sold a lot of people on this one uh, this week when it came out, especially the Red Band trailer, uh, which was very funny. You know, we heard you, uh, you know, so, which is what the, like for them to actually just say that in the trailer, I thought was pretty interesting. So, um, yeah. What do you, Liam, let's go to you. You're the, you're
2: the, uh, you're the, the King, uh, old, old action guy. So. <laughs> I, yeah, the, the, I, I, I thought it looked uh, a lot of fun. Obviously I'm, I'm rooting heavily for Eco, uh, and, and love, you know, they keep teasing the Eco-Statham fight, which I, I just hope, uh, with all my heart delivers, Um, But I thought I thought it looked fun. And, you know, I think it does look more DTV. And I think that that isn't a a great way. It looks like a smaller scale movie that is focusing more on the hand to hand action and and less on, you know, trying to be something that it can't afford. I think I think it's like the resources look like they're allocated towards the right things. And, uh, you know, I've always kind of enjoyed uh, Stallone's, like, cheesy quips back and forth, the ridiculous names of these characters. And, and it, it, de- it definitely featured more Stallone. I know he's not, uh, you know, this the lead of this one, but uh, they definitely leaned on him more on this Red Band trailer and even, you know, a bar fight with Stallone. Uh, ah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm there over
1: the weekend. So, yeah, I, I was really excited about it. I've always had a weird thing with these movies, like, because I guess the original premise was, like, oh, here's your old your favorite old school F heroes. And like but they're old now but they're still kicking ass and then like the movie the first one that kind of plays off this is a very strange it's I don't such know, a weird movie it's a weird movie it's so
2: serious it's yeah it's it's very yeah, like
1: that, the mickey Rourke like little cameo like what, like, what is that well, that, that,
2: that to me is the funniest part of the movie i was cracking up like you know the, the entire time of you know, mickey rourke's yoda speech uh you know it's <laughs> like like that she just took my soul man and you know it's it's <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's still it great is, it's acting, a, it's like... but it's just like, what? Is, what is happening right now? I yeah, thought we we're gonna yeah. trade some quips and blow up people.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it has that go for, it. I guess, like kind of again that that kind of what I mentioned in the egos, that uh, they're trying to imbue it with, with that um, that uh, the aged sense of forlornness, or, or you know, like so I guess that's why. And then like two, just kind of two, kind of leads into more of the like, oh, this is this is the lucky stuff we're looking for, you know, the, the Van uh villain or whatever, you know. <laughs> But at the same time, like, I, it was the action, like, yes, you see all these cool action stars, but the action wasn't always satisfying to me. Especially, like, you know, when, when they, they, they tease the uh, Skydarkins and uh, stay the fight, and it kind of just like a Peter Peters out. It's barely a fight to me. Um, but it, So, I don't know, It's like, I always had trouble, like, kind of gauging what these movies are trying to do. So now, and I see, honestly, I see, I skip three. I, I don't care at this point. I, so I, didn't, I didn't
2: see. Oh, you skipped old man Snipes. Ah, <laughs> oh, he's got some moments. He's got some the moments. life thing. But yeah, yeah.
1: But
0: and, so and I, Antonio Banderas is actually really terrific in, in three. Antonio Banderas is great in that movie.
2: Okay, so I, I, you you'll enjoy three. Hold on, you'll enjoy three because they're on a mission, and it is a stealth mission, and they everyone they're they're t- they're they're bringing the noose around the bad guys. And all of a sudden Stallone sees Mel Gibson and he just goes, Stonebags! and blows their cover. <laughs> like
1: all hell breaks loose. And you're like, Why did you yell his name? It's 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 fantastic. Okay, so that can take a three before four. But I think like um like having not seen three and now seeing the tone and what's in store in part four in the trailer, I'm like, I think I finally get it. Like they're not these throwbacks. Nor are they modern, like you know, John Wick style, eighty-seven style. Actually, they're their own thing at this point. So I think now that I understand that, like, I can go in more my mind and like see the kind of like what energy it's going for. Because again, like, so I like, yeah, I say well, I'll see three and see how that went through it. But yeah, four looks like a, yeah, like three's not three's not great. I still like two the
2: most, Um, but I think this is a very different approach behind the camera. I think budget mm-hmm. wise. And, uh, you know, I think from other people, they might see these trailers and think it looks cheaper, which I think it is, but I think that's going to be to our benefit for what we want to see out of these movies, yeah. so.
1: Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, let's say, let's say it feels like it's, it's own, it's just keying in on the type of action they want to do, and not specifically, like, a, not necessarily Hong con style or, or uh, Chinese buffalo style, nor is it like, you know, DTV style, it's its own kind of avenue. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that.
0: Well, and and of the four, this one actually has, I think, the director behind the camera that's the best suited for the kind of action we want out of these movies. I mean, you know, Scott Waugh is is a proper action director, and so I think, you know, say what you will, and we did about Hidden Strike, I don't think the problems with that movie were Scott Waugh, and certainly if you've seen what he did in Act of Valor, and even Need for Speed, like, this is a guy that knows how to shoot action, and so... Uh, you know in in Stallone has never been Stallone's a good director but but he he especially on Expendables was all hyped on that over editing rapid fire cutting he even admitted he made a mistake uh, with the way he he edited that movie Simon West is a very competent director who's made some some very good but he's still not he doesn't really Simon West is much more in the big blockbuster Tomb Raider style director. Yeah, he's a so shooter. Much. He's yeah, a shooter. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Patrick, uh, why am I drawing a blank on his name? The guy that did Red Hill. You know, I used to sing his praises and then he directed the fucking man from Toronto. And uh, he's fucking dead to me
2: now. So, <laughs> um, you know, so. I, I, I would just say, like, in and in, in all those cases, uh, like, It like most movies that Stallone is the star of and writes for, he's very, very involved. So the first three are very much Stallone's uh, fingerprints all over them.
0: Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And so I think this one, you know, we're hopefully going to get one that feels more like a Jason Statham movie with guest stars, which I think is, is kind of what, you know, because they did sort of, they were going to do the Lee Christmas solo movie and they kind of, mushed that into Expendables 4 Um, and so I think you're going to get you know hopefully more Statham. In fairness Vice on the fight between Statham and Scott Adkins it's a little hard to have a great fight when one of your actors doesn't have a fucking knee so because that was at the time that Scott's knee was completely destroyed so that's why they had to cut that short but but but, yeah but it still does I mean I do hope that this has something as good as Van Damme going symbol I like symbol (laughs) <laughs> like, like Van Damme is just on a level in that movie that is just unhinged and it's amazing. So, um, yeah. Um, all right. Well, moving on for from that one, uh, we had to actually skipped over it because it comes out the week before, but we mentioned we'd come back to it. Uh, the long in development passion project for Michael Jai White outlaw johnny black if you have not watched the trailers for these it is a spiritual sequel to uh black dynamite um technically i guess it would be a spiritual prequel but it's it's in the same vein as that and i don't want to speak for liam and vice but i think black dynamite is just absolutely fucking brilliant and so if they're able to to even remotely recapture that vibe in this one i'm gonna be very very excited for it
1: yeah yeah uh, man that I mean, just yeah, we got to put up one of the best comedies of the 21st century so far. Like, not even a question at this point. It's like it's it's got, It's kind of I don't know. I don't know if it's cult, cult movie is the right word for it because you know it's. I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure. Box office but like it's just it's so iconic now. Like, there's people recognize lines and scenes and moments and this imagery of it it's a, a like, dynamite uh, ideal drugs to the children <laughs> exactly you know it's, it's, a, it's a it's a perfect spoof of the 70s style movies not just like like it gets like the, those fun little like um not quite errors that like they leave in they, they do on purpose but it still like feels like it's off you know thing like, so yeah I, I and then i see yeah and i remember actually seeing the trailer for this the, the the first well not trailer but the uh i guess the uh the kickstarter or whatever um concept trailer when like well, how long has it been now christ like five six years something like that who knows but yeah, like um, you know, I see that from that to this newer official trailer, I guess it kind of went back to the drawing board a little bit. I had a new cast going on, um. So yeah, it and I, the tone, it still just, it feels a little um muted. But like that compared only compared to like the actual trailer, it's still fucking hilarious. This this latest trailer. Um, but yeah, I'm just really excited because I, you know, it's been so too long since uh, Michael way has done like this kind of this vibe. And that's the thing, like um, people don't realize. I think people, I think actually people don't realize that. He's a great comedian. Um, like he, like he was a, he was in a uh, Tyler Perry movies. He had a, he had a, a long running Tyler Perry series. Um, you know, as, as one of the uh, like spin-off of one of the uh, uh, How to Get Married movies. Like he's a great comedic actor. Or, like just as an actor by himself. So to finally see him once again putting the, his great like high level act uh, com- comedy chops with his action chops. i yes, yeah, this is perfect. It's great.
2: Yeah, Liam. Any thoughts on it? I just think Michael J. White's like one of the world's most interesting men, and uh, I'm always <laughs> rooting for him. Did you see his? Uh, I, I, he's a great Instagram follow. If you don't follow him either, um, he's had the thing where Joe Rogan was singing his praises, and it, it showed a bunch of behind the scenes where he was messing around with Kimbo Slice, yeah. and it showed him like, I, I try to block this hit, try to block this hit, and then the third hit he got him, and it was just like, and there was the
1: thing I think a few months ago, I think maybe uh, back in July or a couple months ago, where I guess uh, he was at a function or some kind of like well mirror and some like influence dude like uh, allegedly tried, wanted to try, to try to fight start a fight with him and like people were like have y'all have you seen Michael Jai White like this guy's, a, this guy's a gigantic beast like he's like a kuma like and then yeah. like I, I posted out he is a guy. kuma <laughs> <laughs> like I posted like like I, I posted a comment on that story and I had a clip of him in his YouTube channel like um he's showing you how to like close the distance with his kicks like yeah he's like uh 10 feet like, yeah, like 10 feet away from from the punching bag, so he's like, stationary kick, stationary kick. Then he's like does a like little, little like hip shift, and he covers that distance of 10 feet in like a, a second. And it's like, yo, this guy can he can shadow kick in real life. Like, do not mess with this guy who can shadow kick like Johnny Cage, like a video game character in real life. Like, he is legitimate. Like, like look, like he has like what, four black belts, like 13 styles. Like, th- this is a, a true bad motherfucker. Do not mess with this guy. So yeah, but like, again, like even knowing all that, even though he can like murder you with like one. One hit. Does he like be hilarious too? That makes it almost so much better, even <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. He he's you know, he really is when we talk about our beloved DTV stars, uh, you know, oftentimes acting, uh, although I will always argue that most of them are better actors than people give them credit for. But Michael Jai White legitimately is a better actor than people give him credit for. He is an incredibly dynamic presence. Again, he got his start playing Tyson in a drama. Like he did not come up. This is a guy who came up as a sort of traditional actor and decided he wanted to do martial arts and action movies. You know, he, he, he sort of made the jump to that because he loves it so much. And so he's always been able to keep one foot in in each world. I mean, he's, you know, not every DTV star shows up in the fucking Dark Knight, right? Like, like he's, you know, he's always been able to keep one foot in each world. And, and so, yeah, for him to have as much control over this movie as he does, I mean, it is his passion project. I just think it's, I, I'm... I, it, advice is giggling at him being in the dark night. Um, Enough
1: with the clown. I <laughs> got <Another iconic laughs> line.
0: <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, this one, this one's definitely uh, on, should be on everybody's short list. Um, all right. Next one, we are going to skip over some. There's some coming out, like the Hunger Games and stuff that's like, hey, you guys don't listen to I, this. And cult. I don't want to
2: talk about the Marvels either. I mean, like, yeah. like we, 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 we've, we've done so much on the MCU and the show yeah, and the comic I agree. Book movies. So, I'd rather just keep, yeah, yeah. Yeah, keep control. it to
0: some of the stuff that's maybe either a little under the radar, just that's gonna be more interesting to talk about because I gotta be honest, the next one we're gonna talk about is one that I am not sold on at all because of the director's previous work. I am not sold on it, but I have to admit the trailer. Caught my attention and the cast caught my attention and that is um,
2: Rebel Moon. Wait, Mike, that's no, really bold of you. No, no. Not yet. <laughs> um,
0: Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, you're good. You're good. I, I mean, I <laughs> mean, let's. I think it's not going to surprise anybody that I'm, we're talking about all these movies and Rebel Moon's the one we're all going to be the most excited for. But, uh, but no, it's it's. I actually, just wanted
2: to put Mike right. I'm getting back at you, right in the
0: target of fair the, the enough, the Snyder Bros. Snyder, Snyder. I actually just saw somebody on Twitter. I loved. I loved the tweet. She said, I can't believe I've re- been recruited into the war on Zack Snyder or the war on Zack Snyder on the side of Zack Snyder, uh, because his haters are just so goddamn annoying. And that's kind of how I feel. Like, I have got legitimate issues with a lot of Snyder movies and a lot of stuff that Snyder does. But it's like every time I see somebody just shit on him, I'm
2: like, All right, I guess I'm a Snyder bro. Fuck. It just seems like <laughs> such a sweet guy. He just seems like such a nice guy. Everybody yeah. that works with him really likes him, and then they're like he's a fascist. And you're like, I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We'll we'll come back to Rebel Moon, but this is actually in a very
0: similar vein to Rebel Moon because it's Gareth Edwards, the creator, which was a, a, I didn't expect the trailer to, to be quite as action packed as it was and quite as much of a like big budget sci-fi sort of epic as it, as it looks like. But I'm just, for me, I'm not sold on Gareth Edwards. Um, I liked his Godzilla okay. I, I admired Monsters for what he accomplished on the budget that he accomplished. Um, you know, what are you laughing at,
2: Liam? I kind of feel the same way, but like, you know, like it's, it. it, it I, 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 I felt like the movie was always a little overhyped because obviously it's in the same neighborhood as the stuff that... Uh that I, that the movies that I've made the the skylines and stuff, and I never got Godzilla. So maybe I'm just a hater, <laughs> but I always felt monsters I thought Godzilla, I think I like Godzilla better than you do, but I always thought monsters was a little bit like uh, a cinematography reel that everybody really loved and yeah, <laughs> less it's, of a movie.
0: It's a little bit how I feel about it too. And then obviously, you know, the the production issues with rogue one are, are well known. And I think most people would say after seeing Andor it's pretty I don't know. Some people might disagree with me. For me, it seems pretty clear that the stuff in Rogue One that works is the Tony Gilroy stuff. Right. Um, So, you know, I'm not sold on this one, but I have to admit, I thought the trailer, it looked pretty And, and it looked, there's, there's some interesting things going on in here and it's always hard not to at least be intrigued by a movie starring John David Washington. So uh, Vice, what do you think about it?
1: They had me at the, uh, there's like a half second clip of the first trailer. Of uh, the uh, robots doing Muay Thai boxing, and I was like, "Yo, that's an image right there. That's a fucking scene. That's like sci- That's cyberpunk, like for legit. Like, and plus, it's something I haven't quite seen before. Like, I've, like I heard like I've seen various elements of like a uh, futuristic combat sports. This is like it was a cool little like again, like, not even a half a of the another clip, but just that alone. Like, okay, I, I see this guy's head's like in the right place. He's like trying to actually build. This is real world building for." sci-fi like it's, it's not just like uh the aesthetics like uh, surface level it's like he's going for something here and then you get of course the the trailer itself and the full like the full explanation of the story going on you know like uh the, this robot child and this mercenary whatever or this or this like a uh, lone wolf uh, soldier and uh you know and again it's similar like you can see these elements from other older sci-fi uh stories but it just it just looks like 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 fresh now because of what he's doing with it just the imagery like the the, the scale of the battle scene you see in the trailer like this like a full-scale war apparently and it looks like like a, a lot of money's in this even though it's like what was it reporting like what 60 minutes or something like that i don't remember the exact number like yeah it, it's it's a reason reasonable budget and i mean i
2: mean from behind the scenes like i have just different dps and friends everyone's just talking about the fact that they filmed this on like a two thousand dollar camera and how wow, good it looks so crazy. it's kind of um it, it it's kind of blowing people's minds behind the scenes I, I've looked into the the DP's work I mean he's a uh he, he's he basically Greg Frazier who did the Batman and uh Dune he's you know, one of the greatest DPs that's working right now kind of uh was like doing the prep on this movie and then he had to go to Dune 2 and so they brought in this other DP to shoot it and it, it does look amazing I I have a feeling it's going to be a little less action than the trailer is yeah. is selling uh, but it does kind of give me this great, like warm, fuzzy feeling of like, like a, a, a Philip K. Dick adaptation yeah. that, uh, you know, used to happen for us a lot more often. And now I, <laughs> so it's having this original sort of sci-fi premise and, and world building. And, you know, like the, uh, some of the, 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 the less popular Dick stories, was so great It's you always like take a little bit of each culture, like you're saying, that always have, I mean, it's one of the, the things in Blade Runner, right? Like you're mixing up all the different cultures uh, to create a, a new world, and yeah. I, I got that feeling in this too. And in uh, the VFX look absolutely absurd. yeah. You,
1: you don't you don't really see like um, a heavy sci-fi cyberpunk slash um mod, uh, like future war setting in the what, what appears to be Southeast Asia, like uh, I might, might actually be telling. I'm not sure. I don't really need details, but like yeah, you, you just don't see that a lot. And it's kind of like it, like like you're saying more of the fact that people some people will criticize it for. Like a lot of Western sci-fi though. Pull stuff from Asia and put it into the America, but now it's like no, they're in Asia apparently. So it's like just that, just this that alone, that simple detail. Well, I mean, not simple as logistics, but like just having doing that as from the get go, that's a, like a distinct thing. And but of course, you know, like <laughs> you know, you know, you know, you, know, you said. <laughs> Yes. Let's take yeah. my movie from uh, L.A. And go, go yeah. The, yeah. Like, it's, you know you know, do. People have done it before. I don't know. Yeah. Some, couple, <laughs> yeah, ones. some guys, you know. Maybe that was good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> not as much money. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, and, you know, a, a Gareth Edwards movie uh, not delivering on the action that the trailer promises is certainly not outside the realm of possibility. But, uh, but uh, the thing for me is I cannot – I cannot – get mad at the people who don't think Rebel Moon looks good and at the same time shit on this one because one of my arguments for and this we can kind of transition and jump ahead and transition to Rebel Moon but one of my arguments for why we should be excited about Rebel Moon is it is a big budget non-IP attached sci-fi movie You know, it's some Chronicles of Riddick shit. Everybody keeps saying that Snyder made his Star Wars. And I'm like, fucking no, Snyder made his Chronicles of Riddick is what he made. And and this is a very much the same thing. You know, this looks to me like something like, Like not to tie it into more Vin Diesel, but this looks like something like Babylon, which was a mess of a movie. But Babylon A.D. Yeah, Babylon A.D. But we used to get movies like Babylon A.D. And they could be shitty because we would get something good later. We'd get District 9 later or something else, you know, something some big budget sci fi movie that was actually good would come down the pipeline.
2: We don't get any of those anymore. No, and so no. for this, or, or like, this would be a streaming series or something. Yeah, like, like even Philip K. Dick, like they they started making them on Amazon, and there are all these series. And I just I didn't watch them, and I'm a huge Philip K. Dick fan. Yeah, so
0: no, I mean, perfect example of that for me was Altered Carbon. Great series, loved it. Loved those books. Loved the series. Didn't would have loved that to be a movie. Absolutely. And I, think, I think it would have been super interesting if they'd made a big budget movie where every movie you got a new lead actor. I mean, they did that for the series, but I think it would have been much more interesting to do that on the scale of a movie. Um, so, you know, I have concerns. I also have concerns that it's co-written by Chris Weitz, who is, you know, very hit and miss in his career. Uh, you know, Who's what, that?
2: What, what's his credits?
0: He's, he's the brother of Paul Weitz. They wrote American pie. They did uh, about a boy, but, Chris White's big thing is he uh, really, really fumbled the adaptation of The Golden Compass, Philip Pullman's The Golden Compass, back in that, like, oh, right, you know, right. post-Harry Potter craze. Um, he's very good at dialogue. Somehow he's ended up writing, like, blockbuster movies, and I don't quite think that that's necessarily the right fit for him. Um, but, uh, but, you know, again... I'm going to watch this movie and I'm not rooting for it to fail because I want it to be a success. I want, even whether I like the creator or not, I want more movies like the creator to be made. Um, so I hope it's a big success. Uh, I think
2: it's a really interesting thing that you pointed out between this and Rebel be just because the way they're selling this, they're, they're kind of doing like the elevated sci-fi and it doesn't necessarily mean that it will be, but that's what they're, they're trying to present it in that sort of the way we'll get the elevated horror versus the schlocky horror. And it, it's interesting how people just kind of buy into whatever the marketing is presenting the movie as, and it, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the way it's going to be, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But, uh, but yeah, let's, let's, that's a
0: good, cause I do think these two are going to be, I, I think they're going to be inextricably linked. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. I guess and, and they're
2: both like very smartly budgeted from what I've heard about Rebel Moon it's not like they they did two movies for about the price of one. Yeah. Um so people that were like oh they're spending all this money on it it's like uh it, it, one it looks like it's on the screen but two it seems like very efficiently made.
0: Well and I was seeing a behind the scenes thing on there's a lot of practical stuff in Rebel Moon. Snyder Snyder really went all in on a lot of the practical stuff, so I don't know if you have any behind-the-scenes stuff on it, Liam, that people you know have no, done it. Or no, no, I, but.
2: I haven't, I haven't, I haven't, and I haven't really been, uh, you know, the the trailer. Well, I guess this, we'll just talk about what the trailer reaction was to it, right? Because I've wanted to really love this movie, um, especially just to troll uh, the the Jedi Council of uh, Andy and Chris that just love, you know, anything Star Wars. Is like four and a half stars at first. No notes. Uh, you know those those piggies just eat up their slap if it's got the Star Wars <laughs> logo on it. So I really was like, uh, you know, give me something to 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 fight back with them with. Uh, and so I thought the trailer was really solid. It didn't. I didn't like go crazy over it. Um, like some of our our uh, people on the Discord. And it wasn't like it, it ruined my uh, excitement. I didn't feel like uh, I, I kind of was like, I, I, I was sort of, uh, I, I was whelmed. I wasn't overwhelmed. I wasn't underwhelmed. I was whelmed. And I, I don't know what that uh, necessarily says. I'm I'm excited to see the movie. I'll obviously watch anything Snyder does. But um, yeah, I just didn't, I didn't get the like, I got what the story is going to be, but I didn't get like, there's a couple of awesome Moments and shots, but I don't know. Um, it wasn't the home run trailer. Uh, it's not the 300 trailer. That's all I'm going to yeah. say. No, he, just by the way, why know. would you not use nine inch nails for every goddamn trailer you ever did after you did 300? I would just like make that my calling card. But anyway,
1: you got to do the, the, the 90s alt rock now. You got to you got to pander with the soft, slow radio hit songs, or whatever. the Fuck. Anyways, um, no, I'm definitely with you now. I definitely feel overwhelmed as well. But even though I do, in general, like what I'm seeing. Um, I guess apparently yeah. um, uh, Snyder's taking over as DP for this, from what I understand. So I, and I, as I'm watching the footage of it, I definitely got a sense that, again, not 300, but also not even like a, he did the Army of, Dark, uh, uh, Army of the Dead, a movie for Netflix uh, uh, first before this, and that one—it's uh, hard to—it's hard to describe. I don't have quite the full language for the um, cinematography aspects of it all, but uh, this the footage looks a little—I um, don't know—thinner maybe or tinier. Um, it's like our army
2: of darkness was the, the shallow depth of field. And so like the, the simplest way of explaining it is when you do portrait mode on your iPhone, Uh as opposed to regular mode and that it's gonna, it's gonna focus on one plane and the other plane gets blurry. And so he was using a ton of that in army of the dead. It was almost like he was experimenting. Uh, I think there's less of that in rebel moon, but it's still prevalent.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other part is like a, just, you know, he he has that distinct, um, I don't know, like the, the Sepia-style contrast, which looks looks great for things like 300 again, or even uh, Watchmen and so forth. But it does look a little bit, a little more um, diluted here. So, so it's kind of funny. It's almost like um, it's the Netflix version of the Snyder imagery, but as in like, but like you know, like a, when you, when we say this is what a Netflix movie looks like, it's almost like that, which I don't know, it could be insulting, but I don't know, maybe it's like, I don't want to disparage it before it, See the whole thing, but maybe maybe that's what he's going for too. Maybe he's like, This is a distinct, like, looks like this for this. Maybe I don't know, optimizing streaming, who knows what he's doing, but uh, it definitely has its own like different feel that's not quite his um older, um, picturesque cinema style stuff. But again, at the same time, this trailer looks way more of a fit for a well, wide screen, a big screen release than any of the like most of their other Netflix movies. So, I, at the, even just by that margin alone, it's already um, a step ahead, a leap above other. Um, movies, So anyway, yeah, I, I looked at, you know, I do I say you know, it was like a, his um, bootleg Star Wars or bootleg chronic riddles, I did get a sense, uh, I don't follow the games much, the tabletop whatever games, uh, the Warhammer 40k, I don't know, so many nerds listen to know about that shit, but I just seen like the Space Marines, like the, the Space Marines, the, the characters themselves are iconic, um, you know, the, these, these like giant like hulking like dudes in like space armor or whatever, and I definitely got that sense of it um, from this footage, which is great, because I, I, from what I've seen, from what I know of that property, that shit rocks. And I get the same, the same, you know, kind of like a action, a heavy, like hard action kind of vibe from this, from this too. So I'm mean, I looking forward to it.
0: I can't believe I'm the one that's actually going to be like, what the fuck? This is amazing. How are you guys not more excited for this? <laughs> like, like I, I, fair, to me, fair, go off. <laughs> no, I, I just, to me, I, I completely disagree. I don't think this looks, and I saw some people say that, that this looks like a Netflix movie. And I'm, I'm looking at it going, you know what? If you didn't see the Netflix logo before it, you would not think that it looked like a Netflix movie. You compare it to fucking Heart of Stone or The Gray Man or, or yeah. Red Notice. don't tell me this looks like a Netflix yeah. movie. <laughs> um and even compare it to the Marvels, the trailer for the Marvels. Don't tell me this looks like some direct-to-streaming movie. This thing looks right. amazing. Um, you know, and, and the weird Jupiter ascending like things in the in the outskirts yeah. of the trailer. Yeah. Also, I mean, this this to me. This is the same thing that the same reason that I love the Wachowskis, right? This is Snyder. He has taken that blank check and he is he is going to roll the dice and it is going to be, I think, all of his quirky weirdness on full display. And I just can't not be excited for that. Um, You know, it it just to me, it looks I, I think there's a decent chance I hate it. I mean, I think I think it's, it's that's, that, is, that is the that is how I feel about Zack Snyder. I think there is a decent chance I hate it, but there's also a decent chance it ends up my favorite movie of the year. And I got to be honest with you, not knowing how I'm going to feel about it is part of what makes it so exciting for me, because most movies at this point, I can tell you how I'm going to feel about them before I even watch the movie. Right. Like it's just I've seen that many movies. This I have no idea, I, and and it may be one of those where I hate it when I first see it, and then I see his extended director's cut, and I all of a sudden turn around on it, and you know you never know.
2: So dude, he like that that is the the strangest thing about him, and and we've talked about it before how I did not like uh, Batman versus Superman when I first saw it, and then I saw the extended by myself like years later after Man of Steel, like you know streamed them right back to back, and I was like oh I really like this a lot better. And then after Black Adam last year, we showed the kids Man of Steel, everyone loved it. That movie still goes higher in my estimation. I think it's like kind of like one of the, and, and visually I think it's his best looking movie. Um, I, don't, I, I love the look and how big that movie looks. And it's kind of my biggest complaint about uh, Batman versus Superman to uh, Justice League is that the, it never quite captures the same grandeur as the world engine to me uh, again in that series. But then again, like nothing else has, except for maybe the avatars. So I'm kind of like, you know, it's hard, it's a hard criticism. Um, But then when I, when I showed the kids Batman versus Superman after uh, man of steel, it died, it died on the screen. And it's so it's an interesting, like his, his movies work better for me. If I'm just like by myself in a room locked into the vibe, than like trying to watch it with an audience because. That one's got like an hour without any action in it and stuff. So it's a tough sit for kids. They were just like, "Where, where's Wonder Woman? <laughs> 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 um, so it does change your opinion. It was kind of like what I said before. I was like, most extended cuts work better by yourself. The shorter cuts work better with an audience. And especially if you're like, this is really good. Give it a chance. And everyone's like, dude. Um, so yeah, I I, I kind of feel the same uh, way. Um, I've, I've generally come around to liking most of his work on rewatch and i think also as we've noticed with my like uh falling out of love with the snark mind virus style of comedy i've gotten to like more like the like even just the super earnestness of like she's the scar giver like i love that shit <laughs> now you know like that is and that is that kind of uh earnest dorkiness stuff that i, I like to write i like to make and like the chronicles of Riddick, uh is is one of those shining examples of and if you go back and watch Chronicles of Riddick, like, you know, it's, it's not at the same uh, CG level as Revenge of the Sith. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it, it is, it is at a a slightly different place. They did use a ton of practical stuff that still holds up, but it's a slightly like it's its own thing. And I think that's kind of what people are reacting to. It's what, you know, ILM does Star Wars and they do it so goddamn expensive and they've been doing it for 40 fucking years. So it's always hard to try to come in and, and present a different look of space because audience is so locked in on what that one was. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I think that that's some of the stuff people are reacting to visually to me. It was just like, this is cool. I'm into it, but I didn't go like fucking, uh, you know, mind melting, but I, I, I think I'm as excited as you to see it. Um, I just, I felt like it was, uh, it was a good teaser. I'd like the trailer to kind of really, you know, Sink the hooks in, but I'm I would want to watch it anyway. So it's Yeah,
0: fun. yeah. I mean that's the thing. What it's not like we're all not gonna fucking watch it no matter what, you know. So like um yeah, I'm just I'm I'm super excited for it. So okay, uh let's see what else we got on the list here. Um I guess really The only other ones that kind of they're not even action, but I think obviously they're big ones we should talk about are Killers of the Flower Moon and Napoleon, um, which I think are too, too big. You know, speaking of long movies that are going to be streaming Killers of the Flower Moon is, uh, you know, but again, it's Scorsese. So uh, I don't have too many thoughts on it other than it's Scorsese. So I'm going to watch it. Um, But what about you guys? Any thoughts on that one?
1: I just thought it was funny um, there was some like I don't even want to call it back-ass. Um There was the first trailer that came out, you know, and it's kind of came presenting this very somber, somber, um, um, like uh, morose um, tone, because the the story is based on the real story, is indeed tragic. You know, uh, the the, the people um, and how their land and stuff was robbed um, uh, by by the white the white uh, surrounding townsfolk. So it's a very it is a very hard, difficult story to talk about. Um, but of course, you know you got somebody like you got the master Schlesinger. You know that's that's the kind of people you need you need to handle this stuff properly. But also, like you know, like just as as a narrative, or you know, it's it's based off directly from a book about this about this um uh, event as well. So just as an, as as a narrative, like it, from a, from a purely technical standpoint, like it, there is some um, intrigue and, and suspense to be had. I and mean, in any in, 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 you know, in, in any kind of like a historical event of crime and drama and tragedy that's just a naturally compelling thing to hear about so you know so of course you got someone that's crazy you couldn't pull that off so yeah it's funny because that first trailer was like really you know, serious and and, and dour and then you had this the second trailer that came out and it feels like a fucking like a like a like a crime noir like a upbeat crime noir movie and you know and then people were kind of complaining about that They're like why, why would you make this some um, kind of upbeat trailer for this really serious event but like again like i was saying like that's part of the i don't know the 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 creation of myth and the storytelling the Americana storytelling, like that's that's what we, we thrive on that stuff. We we want to hear about these like um these uh impactful and uh, suspenseful tales of our history. Like, you know, we, we mentioned like you know, kind of related to this when Watchman came out as a series, um, and they kind of and they visualized, fictionalized the uh, Tulsa um Tulsa massacre, a real tragic event in history, but they use that, that that weight and that's again this um inherently interesting, intriguing tale, and made a great like sequence out of it. And, and it, it, it's, it's like the kind of limp of, of, the, of the whole series, that event. So it was like, and people sort of were like, no, like, a, like there's, no re- there's no reason why you can't make a um, upbeat, suspenseful like trailer or a suspenseful story about a tragedy, because that, that's how we, that's part of how we ingrained into ourselves, it's part of how we keep the memory going. Like it's, it doesn't have to always be this like this serious like a funeral, like, you know, like uh not everything has to be changed list, you know, like they, they, they're all these historical events. Like kind of what I always say, like, you know, um it's so funny that um in Indian cinema I talked about earlier, like uh, you know, they, they, they had their own history of colonization and, and and brutal um occupation by the British. But they make like but their movies are these superhero kind of things where, where they have Indian guys with superpowers destroying the British Empire. Like that's how they do it, like that, that's how their mindset is like. They their mindset is not about the tragedy; it's about the overcoming of it, and eventually surviving and, over, and overcoming it. So, like, I think it was it was a great thing that Sorkizzi, or at least his team with these trailers were able to get those those two sides of this of that of that experience: the legitimate sadness of it all, but also like the, the compelling, intriguing nature of, oh man, uh, are they going to survive Are they going to get it? I mean, we know the history, but like um, to see that play out, you know, like the the those people versus. The, the evil white man whatever you know like you know and, and plus you know like I guess and also part of I guess part of the this real story is that um this is basically uh one of the things that, that created the FBI when there was these murders so, like the, the government had to intervene. So yeah again it was really inherently interesting, intriguing story to tell to hear to tell. So yeah I, I, I'm I'm welcome having all angles of a way to, to show that. And but, but also just on a practical level like you know yes people know the names of Australia, of course He's kind of synonymous, synonymous with cinema, but like you know, like you still gotta get him in seats. You know, like the fact that it's on Apple TV. Like the fact that he, as as he said himself, has struggled to get funding made for movies. Of course, of all people. Like you know, that's we talk about the uh, state of the industry. That's a dire thing. So yeah, get make the trailer that's hyped up and you know like exciting. It looks like a fucking crime action movie. Get the people. That, Get them in the theaters. Get them in the seats. Get them to subscribe. Whatever you know, like get them to want to see the movie. That, that's a good thing to do. Especially again, especially with this story that, that, you know, as you say, as people say, needs to be told. Like it's, it's it's a great, important part of Americana, American, you know, legend. So like, yeah, it deserves all that. So yeah, all those would say, you know, definitely hype for it. Um, what, what, with all of its, if it's tragic or action packed, you know, or both, that's that's fine with me. You know, that's that's, and if anybody can do it, if anybody can do it, it's fucking Scorsese. So right, I'm I'm one.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, do, I mean, I I don't have much else to add. I, I do agree with you, Vice. It's actually one of the things that bugged me going way back, the, the new Battlestar Galactica that was such a big hit, is the thing is, is people in traumatic situations aren't actually that fucking depressed all the time. People joke, people laugh, people still like, you know, and so I always hate it when I see something that's just this, like you said, like a funeral dirge, right? You know, it's like, it's okay to have a little bit of levity, no matter how tragic a situation is. So, um, William, your thoughts on it.
2: Um, I, I listened to an interview of the author of the book, David Gran, and, uh, he talked a little bit about the, you know, that process of it getting made and how, um, I don't know if you guys talked about this cause I just went to the bathroom, but, uh, that DiCaprio was supposed to play sort of this lawman who comes in and, 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 and leads the investigation investigation. But once they started, Developing it and getting into it, that was kind of a traditional DiCaprio role, and instead wanted to play the husband uh, to one of these uh, wealthy uh, Native women, and so uh, that switch is actually what I'm kind of most fascinated to see because now Jesse Plemons took the th- that sort of traditional, you know, uh, hero of the frontier, uh, you know, uh, role, and 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 DiCaprio seems to be doing something a little outside of his wheelhouse. So uh, I I think it's really, really interesting and uh, looking forward to it. And and yeah, hearing about what this story was and, and, um, you know, uh, some of the background on the novel made me way more excited and kind of gave me a much clearer picture than than what the teases in the trailer were. I didn't realize it was about uh, these wealthy native families. I didn't I didn't quite understand that from the trailer.
0: Can I just say, it's also weird to me, I didn't bring this up when we talked about the creator, but apparently it's the fall movie season for drive-by truckers adjacent people, because Jason Isbell's in this and Sturgill Simpson is in the creator. So apparently, you know, if you're adjacent <laughs> to drive-by truckers, it's it's a big, big movie season for you, um, which, you know, hopefully that means then we can get a movie, a Southern rock opera. Uh, anyway. Uh, all right. Yeah. I don't have much else to add. Let's should we talk about Napoleon then? Uh, all I going to say is it's fucking Ridley Scott, whatever. What is there to even talk about here?
2: I'm just looking forward to the press tour. I loved his last couple of press tours where he just, he was on Marin and Mark Marin would bring up a movie and he would say, that's a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like so out of fucks to give and is so tired of people Giving him shit for any of his uh, his movies' supposed shortcomings, like um, I think the Gucci family were complaining about something, and he was like, "You should be so lucky! I made a movie about oh, your fucking Jesus family." Christ. And I was like, "Yes, yes, give wow. me more, give me more of old man Ridley, just fucking you know, lighting fire and and, and roasting anyone who gets in his path."
1: Well, it, I was saying part part of his appeal is that um he's legitimately made some of the like sincerely movies of all time but also he like he like makes some nonsense every now and then and you can never tell which one he's going to do like even with the trailer like um this one you know hockey Phoenix, and like it, it is uh gr- prestige grandiose period picture but like from a different from if you look at it different different ways it looks, it looks like you know an epic you know epic tale it looks like nonsense you can't tell <laughs> like it looks like like this on just page is kind of ridiculous <laughs> like you know like it just because because even like in the trailer, of course, is what the the is French, but like they are talking the um that um old old school Hollywood British accent that they always use, like whenever they're like in a foreign land, yeah, they always talk British. Like it is like what's go- what's happening? Why is he doing this? You know, I can't really? wait till it's someone
2: like- asks him about that at a fucking press screening, and he just lights <laughs> them on fire.
1: Like,
2: I can't it's make like- a two hundred million dollar movie if everyone's fucking cutting in French. You know, he just they'll just. <laughs> I'll just say it tell it like it is yeah
1: exactly day. yeah it's just a fun like that's part of the fun too it's like I have I literally even with the footage seeing the thriller I cannot tell if this is gonna be a masterpiece or a disaster but like that's that's the fun of Ridley guy either way either way it's gonna be a fucking Ridley film you know
0: <laughs> Ridley's really a lot well I should say Zack Snyder really is a lot like Ridley right in that you never actually know what movie you're gonna get and and there's there's an excitement to that of like there's as much chance that I'm going to fucking hate this as I'm going to love it. And, and, and sometimes there's, you get both, you get kingdom of heaven where you see the theatrical and you fucking hate it. And you see the director's cut and it's one of your favorite movies of all time. You know, it just, so if this has even 25% as much dirt bag energy as um, the last duel had, which it looks like it's got potential for, I'm, I'm going to be all in. I'm going to be all in. I am, I am so over Joaquin Phoenix. It's not even funny, but, uh, but I, I just in the hands of Ridley, I can't, I can't not, uh, not be excited about it. So, uh, I do
2: have to mention, you know, I did that, um, my, my, my silly battle movie that, uh, that I developed for like a fucking decade. And so it did a lot of research. It was called war of the ages and, um, and, and, and Napoleon was a prominent, Uh, character in it and so did a lot of research on Napoleon in his life and he is I think way more fascinating than probably most Americans know the whole story um and so it is incredibly like there's so much fucking shit from that guy's life that you could mine (laughs) and it wouldn't surprise me that that it's an awesome story because he is um you know it was like some people being like napoleon's such a bad person why are you making a movie about a bad person like i don't know maybe because one of the most influential humans that have like ever lived like it's kind of worth examining
0: can i tell you something about everybody that's ever uh been the head of a nation in human history like (laughs) like yeah let's uh Let's say if if we're not making movies about bad people, we might as well just abandon making uh, historical movies I- at all. Because
2: I, uh, I actually hope that it's like a hagiography, and that it's like <laughs> that it's like Napoleon was good actually just to make people mad. But I oh. absolutely do not expect that to be the case.
1: Yeah, and another factor of this is that um you know like uh this the uh, historical accuracy nerds of it all, but also because 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 of course Napoleon is famous for his like revolutionary um military tactics. So I, I happen to follow like a lot of um, military historians as well, like a uh, part of my like um, uh, military veteran Twitter side of them. And so like again, this also this is some of that there was like um, this battle. Did it like I guess it's like a famous we like a fought over a frozen link, whatever. Right? I, don't know, I don't know the details, but um like people were like that's not how this, how this battle happened. I'm, like it's a fucking movie. Don't worry about it. Like uh, as part of the again the the mythology, the mystique of Bowie Like, he's just, like he could have done nothing. Like he did like in as much of his incredible like or um groundbreaking tactics yeah there's also like you know mundane shit too that like, wins wars too so like fuck it let's just, just put in the cool shit don't, don't worry about it mix them all together that's like like you know when they, when they did um the uh the Patton movie or like he uh with george c scott you know he's shooting this 45 at the, the plane you know that might have happened but like it doesn't matter if it did happen or not it looks cool on fucking screen. you know <laughs> napoleon kind of like like he he acted like a genius director
2: in some ways you know there's all these old quotes of hitchcock being like well, I already had the movie in my head perfectly. So filming, it was kind of boring because I, I already knew what I was doing. And, and that's similar to what like Napoleon would say about the battles. He's like, I oh, well, I already know that I've won the battle because I've already, you know, thought of everything before I would come in. So he, he kind of has the, the same cocky uh, director energy. So it feels like it's a good pairing for Ridley.
0: <laughs> yep. And then he decided to do what, uh, you know, every would be dictator in Europe learns, which is don't, don't, Pick a fight with Russia and win. Don't go to Russia. Just, just don't go to Russia. Not a just good idea. Just yeah. let them stay there. Just let them stay
2: there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, all right. Uh, one other one that I do want to talk about before we get into some DTV stuff that is, knock on wood, going to get a theatrical release in the U.S., which is uh, Godzilla Minus One, the new Toho Godzilla movie that is, looks to be maybe launching a new sort of Rewa era. It's unaffiliated, it looks like, with Shin Godzilla. Uh, so it looks like it's kind of a new Godzilla movie, but uh, it looks like they're going all in on Godzilla being a big badass monster again. So I'm always happy when that happens. So I thought the trailer for this looked good. Vice Liam, have you guys seen this trailer?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the brief, the brief one, and, uh, yeah. I'm like, I'm just happy. Yeah, like after after seeing Godzilla, seen like that that the the well, you know, it's about seeing Godzilla for them to kind of um, reestablish the pure terror of what Godzilla is. Like he's you know like the the whole he is the horror of nuclear holocaust made manifest and like maybe he might be the, the purest like um s- symbolic creature in existence like in, in in fiction history like this real thing then it made, it was born as monster so then that I, I like kind of wrote that back like it's like you know and use the um fukushima disaster to kind of kind re- of revitalize it but so yeah so now like now it's like kind of firmly made like for modern audiences who have you know like 70 80 years of Kajula? So it's kind of reestablished, like no, this guy, this thing is a fucking terrifying monster. So I think, I like that they kind of hammer that more on in this new trailer for minus one. It's like, yeah, this is like some kind of like ungodly thing to be feared. Not just like the cutie, like little like uh fighting monster fighting. So that's yeah. not a guy a rubber suit, you know? It's like yeah. a, this is like this is like a god of death. Like I like I like that, yeah. that vibe. Well
0: well and I kinda like we get we get two fronts right we get in the west we're getting the 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 monarch the legendary you know monarch universe where we're getting next year they bumped it to next year but we're getting uh godzilla cross kong and like then in japan you're getting the ones where Godzilla. so whatever your godzilla that you like that you know whether you like the more heroic godzilla or the more terrifying godzilla you're feasting right now And as a, you know, super fucking Godzilla nerd, like that makes me very, very happy. Like, I am very excited about this, this prospect. So um, and I'm very excited. I don't know if everybody saw, but they're actually doing a Monarch TV series, too. So because they've got Netflix has that Kong Skull Island series going on right now, but they're going to do a live action spin off Monarch series, hopefully kind of like a monster of the week kind of kind of thing. I think that would be really, really cool if they did that. So. All right. Um, let's get into some. I, I just pulled up a couple DTV things because, again, all the disclaimers that we had that we had earlier. Um, this one I'm bringing up primarily for Vice and Vice alone, uh, and maybe uh, maybe Christian John or Filmaddict. But October 10th coming to uh, digital and then coming a couple of weeks later to blue blu-ray sniper grit sniper g period r period i period t period the 10th 10th <laughs> movie <laughs> in the sniper franchise
1: uh, it is the first to hear this oh my god yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we just got a like a new vice meme there and uh, he, he, he really he really buckered up <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. oh, so
0: so this is one of the ones with Chad Michael Collins who's taken yeah, over. Does. Yeah, so here's here's the uh When an international terrorist cult threatens global political stability and kidnaps a fellow agent, ace sniper Brandon Beckett, Chad Michael (laughs) Collins, and the newly formed Global Response and Intelligence Team, or GRIT, led by Colonel Stone, Dennis Haysbert, must travel across the world to Malta, infiltrate the cult, and take out its leader to free Lady Death, Luna Fujimoto, and stop the global threat. (laughs) oh god I wish you guys could see vice he's literally <laughs> vice vice you know you have heart problems breathe breathe <laughs> breathe you don't have a heart attack on on our
1: show oh, take my beta blocker right now hold on man. Uh, <laughs> this, oh man this, I, okay Wait, I, I didn't see the most recent one because I just I, you know actually happened but um just the fact that this the sniper series 10 movies 10 other movies uh, how many sub movies are there? Like, almost as many. Yeah, shit. Like, th- I just love that this is like the ideal of of making a solid feature film from way back in the day, and then they kept it going with these like DTV movies, but like they were they and they're all great to various degrees. Um, and then it's, but they they have their own the continuities there. Like, Daley Hayward is like yes, the Lady Death is the there. Like, I do I know this these characters, this this lore now, quote unquote. Like, shit is crazy, but. <laughs> This is that's so cool. Like, I just I just love that. I love that the movies exist as like a, this this concept of this long running thing born of an original feature film. But also that, that they're great ass action movies. They're great DTV movies. Um, yeah, man, yeah, I'm fucking stoked. Cool. I didn't even know what's coming
0: up. And I think it's a fascinating the series. I have not done what you've done, which is you know you sat down a couple <laughs> years ago and watched all of them. I need to maybe I'll do that this year. Maybe that'll be like my fall project because I think they're also fascinating as a timetable of. DTV from the 90s to now because you know you have starts with a big budget Hollywood release starring Tom Behringer and Billy Zane and exactly. then and then it goes to DTV starring Tom Behringer, but then Billy Zane comes back and then you get a couple with Billy Zane and then you get a couple with Behringer, and then now you're getting these ones with Chad Michael Con- like it's it's a very interesting way that they've that the series has adapted throughout the The last 30 years. I got to tell you the fact that the look, I am a sucker for any like elite unit that has some ridiculous name that then has (laughs) some type of anagram, you know, like I remember there was the old William Friedkin TV show Cat Squad and Cat was like counter counter action, terrorism, something, I don't remember what it was, but it was, but it was cat squad. Like the fact fe- global response and intelligence team, AKA grit that just, that, <laughs> sings, that sings to my soul in a way that I cannot even explain to people.
1: Yeah. Well, like in the uh, in bad boys too, the TNT. The yeah. McCartney's team. Oh, pretty beautiful, beautiful stuff. Love it. Yeah. Oh man, this is great. Yeah. The team now, I mean, kind of. that was kind of the word thing of the same was as they go on like with the, um, Brandon Beckett the character, like the Behringer's son. Like uh he does kind of he does build the character in his own right. So he's like he's his own hero. But yeah, no, yeah, is, like again. This is lore now. he have his, his team now. This is great. This is great. I love it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I love that. that's what I love. There's fucking sniper
0: lore, man. You got you <laughs> gotta love that. Because I didn't realize that he was Tom Berenger's son. So, like, yeah. yeah, there's like there's like the sniper lore. Oh my god, yeah, that's and amazing.
1: And one of the he got uh, kind of well, he comes back in two of them, but himself come back. One they has, like, a the reunion where he's like, uh, oh, so you're my son, huh? And he's like, yeah. And they go do the mission. It was, it was really strange. <laughs> but, like, it, it plays better because, like, there's like, some, like, you know, like, um uh, abandoned father stuff going on. But it's like, you know, hey, man, it's at the end of the day, we're still snipers. we got to do the mission. So, like, this does that. But then, like, kind of, they do have moments where they like, kind of address, the, like, where were you, man? Because in the first film, he says he has a family. So, like, they kind of, like, uh, retcon, or not retcon, but, like, they kind of paper over or fix why he says that, you know? But yeah. Like, right. Again, the lore. but, but like yeah, it's just cool. Like, it's like even he's not just he's not simply. Well, again, like you said, they adapted it for DTV, so it's not like they're doing like um. I don't know. I don't want to say in, to slag him, but like you know, it's not like Bruce Willis movies where like Vern is just there to be in the scene. Like he, whenever he is there, he's see, like he's in he's engaged and he's like part of the story. He's still the same guy from the very first Sniper, but now he's in just in modern times with his son. Now, do, getting up the action. So yeah, they, they do it really well. They adapt stuff just right to make it work. It's just really
0: cool. Awesome, love it. I was so I, excited when I was going through. And again, shout out to Lee at Film Combat Syndicate for making all this stuff readily available. I had no idea this was coming out until I was going through the Film Combat Syndicate <laughs> upcoming release, and I was like, "Oh, Vice is going to love this." Oh, Liam,
2: I, I have no history with the sniper uh besides the first Tom Berenger one. Um, and I am just blown away. I've been searching on Wikipedia, like you said, 10 fucking movies. Uh, Chad Michael Collins, I don't think I've, I have any history with him either. He's pretty yoked. I'm seeing him on there. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, I, I kept thinking of Chaz Michael McMichaels, the the, the Will Ferrell <laughs> character. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, I, I think this is, could be a fun thing to go into. I mean, even just the names, it's like it goes one, two, three, and then it's reloaded. Legacy, Ghost Shooter, Ultimate Kill, Assassin's End, Rogue Mission, and Grit. Uh, this <laughs> is this is uh, inspiring stuff uh, to be to be at number ten. Um, what is that? Thirty years in.
1: Wow. Yeah, and it, I, I don't know if whatever he's been in, but um, Chandler Collins, like just um, random trivia, he's also the voice of um character Alex in the newest um Call of Duty Modern Warfare iteration, like like the, the revamp, or whatever. He's in the, that first new game from 20, I think it was 2016, 20, or one of the recent ones. But it, it, basically, his character in that game is same character in the movies. So like, and I, I, think, I think it's like to effect. Like, uh, he's kind of this um not quite blank slate that you as a viewer can kind of like just see him go do the action. He didn't have, he didn't have a overcomplicated story other than being uh, Beckett Beckett's son. But other than that, he's like an action hero. Go do the stuff. That's, that's, all, that's all you need.
0: <laughs> awesome, love it. Um, all right, just a couple other quick ones I want to bring to people's attention. Canadian stuntman extraordinaire and one of my little pet projects that I'm constantly, constantly championing, Chris Mark, is starring in a new movie called Escalation that's hitting out, hitting theatrically on September 1st. I imagine it'll probably be hit digitally as well at the same time. Not directed by his brother James for once, um, which I has me a little, because I think James is a great director. I'm a little, little hesitant, but any chance to watch Chris Mark headline a movie you really should do it, Lim. You actually worked or did a little bit with the marks, right? Yeah, you know,
2: Chris. Chris came over um, and he did uh, just some some prevising stunts when we were going to do a big sequence, uh, a green screen sequence in Toronto for Beyond Skyline. you ended up doing it in L.A., uh, but I met him and he's a great guy and incredible athlete. And he was jumping off, you know, the top of the uh, the rock and roll truss and sliding down doing power cloth type stuff and uh, yeah, really great guy and uh, would love to work with him uh, on something at some point. Yeah. All right. Vice,
0: anything you want to add on that one? Okay, and then uh, the next one is one that I have been fine. I have been waiting and it also is a little bit tangentially related to William. Uh, I've been waiting forever, but Shout Factory has, in fact, picked up the Joko Anwar uh, Sriyasa for release in October in the U.S. Uh, I've been waiting for this movie. For those who don't know, it's the second in the Boomy Longit Cinematic Universe uh, after Gandala. Uh, joko anwar is is a, a masterful absolutely uh, great director that everybody should check out his stuff
2: oh he, uh, did, so- he didn't direct this one though he he co wrote it uh, oh did
0: he i thought he directed yeah. it uh, my bad but either way yeah he's he's kind of the the shepherd of this whole like uh bcu yes. thing um so uh yeah very excited on this one uh liam have you did you get a chance to ever see this one or did you just help out? I know you helped out with some pre-production stuff, but uh... yeah,
2: I I basically helped out connecting, um, them with, um, Alan Holt, the, uh, the creature effects supervisor from beyond skyline and who's done stuff on like the boys. And so they, they wanted to take a step up, um, with their suit on this one. Um, and, and so Alan's team came in and and designed and, and built the suit and, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was one of those things where I was really excited to be a little bit more involved, but then the pandemic happened and, um, couldn't go back to Indonesia. And, uh, and the film took a lot longer because of all that. Um, but the director really smart, uh, great woman, and she kind of goes by one name over there. It's just Upi. And, uh, and, and she, uh, she was a pleasure to, to talk with and same as Joko and, um, Yeah. Uh, uh, I also heard that, uh, you know, it's starring, uh, Pavita Pierce, who, if you know, Timo's work, um, she was also in portals. Uh, and so Pavita is is great. Oh, wait, no, no, she was not in Portals. Sorry. She was in, uh, his other one, his, uh, the may the devil take you the first one. Yeah. Sorry. So yeah, she's, she's great. And he was, uh, he was telling me something about like, like amount of, of just absolute, um, you know, Battling that she had to do through this, through injuries and COVID and everything, and, and that she's just uh, you know talk about actors putting in the work. Uh, that this is really a shining example, and that uh, yeah, everyone should be looking forward to seeing this one.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I've sung the praises of Gondola. I thought Gondola was just absolutely terrific. It was one of the more exciting superhero movies I had seen in a while, um, and so I'm I'm really excited for this one. And for those who don't know, the 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 BCU is, so there's this comic company in Indonesia called Bumilangit that has basically done Indonesian specific comics for 60 years. And they have, they have this whole tradition just like Marvel or DC, but it's all based in sort of Indonesian culture and and stuff like that. And so Joko and and his team and the other people, they, Timo was set to direct one of them at some point too. They've got, they've got all these characters that they want to turn into movies. And, uh, They're very, very, it's a, it's a, it's a fascinating thing. Uh, I I really hope, I really hope it it keeps going. And, you know, I know. Yeah. Like you said, Liam, I got kind of fucked by the pandemic, but now that now that they've actually got this one out, I hope that, uh, that, that it keeps on going. So, all right. Uh, We do. There's one other thing I want to, speaking of portals, there's one other thing I want to talk to you about in a sec, Liam, but I got to shout out one last, one last movie to be on the lookout for. It actually doesn't come out until next year, But uh, it comes out in January. However, Siddhartha Nand is reteaming with Rithik Rossan to do a movie called Fighter, uh, where Rithik Rosan plays a fighter pilot. It is going to be the Indian movie that I will not shut up about next year. I am certain of that. Uh, So be on the lookout for that one in January. There's your little post-New Year blues uh, pick-me-up. So... Uh, there isn't much out about it yet. There's a poster and some other stuff, but you, again, you can go to film combat syndicate and and look into it. Um, Liam Looper wrote about portals like five years later. What was that all about?
2: I have no idea.
0: Uh, you know, in, in te-
2: nowadays you don't know if it's, um, you know, if it, if it's AI generated or something, because I'm trying to look up the the author's name and his name's Adam Levine, which uh, as we know is a pretty common and uh famous name on social media so i couldn't find him either um but yeah it was you know I, like like most assholes i have my uh name on a uh, google alert so uh it, it will google alert me if something is being written about Liam o'donnell and so that's where i you know a lot of times i'll, I'll tweet like, uh, you know, hey, Beyond Skylines made this list or something like that. Well, I also have Beyond Skyline on a Google Alert, let's be <laughs> honest. Uh, so, so yeah, that just popped up and I was like, I, I was checking the date like three times before I posted it and I was like, okay, cool, you know, they, uh, they you know, it's, it's, it's one of the movies that has the, uh, the distinct honor of a zero on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, but it did get some pretty good reviews from like horror sites at the time. So. I never felt like that was, a, you know, a fair. It should at least be a twelve or thirteen. Let's be honest. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was cool to 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 read that. Uh, it's one of those ones that uh, even my my wife and 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 daughter will. I'll have to remind them that we did. <laughs> They'll be like, wait, oh yeah, right, right, right. She met. Um, she was doing picketing, and she ran into Neil Hopkins, who, you know, was the was the the lead of my segment. And I was like, Oh, you ran into your other husband and she was like, What are you talking about? I'm like, Yeah, from from the from Portals. She's like, oh yeah, 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 Portals, Portals
1: <laughs> Oh but no, no the other the other husband. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I know, it was like a can of worms, but
0: um, yeah. So <laughs> I, uh, I, I got it. You know, you know, I, I'm always happy to bust your balls um, and, and call you short and stuff. But I will say, I think, I think, a zero for portals is absolutely absurd. Um, there is, there's, I don't, I think it's fair to say we all, we can all agree that the movie maybe didn't quite come together the way everybody hoped it would. But any movie that's got you and Timo, uh, you know, doing stuff in it, it's just there's too much talent on display in that movie for it to be considered a zero, in in my opinion
2: yeah 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 it's uh it's look there'd be like we we literally would we found a place to do the hospital and then we just looked at the different sets and we're like it needed padding like it we didn't have enough story to get a theatrical 80 minute release so i'd be like hey look at this j set. looks pretty good let's just like figure out some shit to do here so it is very much uh experimental and it was uh, it was a great experience for me um Especially to do it right before going back to doing Skylines to just do like, you know, shoot like rapid fire thirty eight pages in six days for, you know, no money which was was uh, like you know, like a boot camp. Um, so yeah, I was uh always i grateful for that experience and um and yeah, and it was fun. It premiered at Beyond Fest and stuff. So um yeah. I, it, it was fun to uh, to read someone trying to piece together the story, and also like you can tell from all the quotes of the directors that like none of us gave a shit about the fucking aliens or any of that story. It's always everyone's just trying to find some in to personally connect with this weird idea that um, that the, the producers wanted to explore. So yeah, it was uh, it, it was fun. All right. Uh, well, boys, I think
0: that's I think that's a good time for us to wrap up, uh, unless there's any last minute things any, everybody wants to add.
2: No, nope. I, I will say, uh, you know, um, like we were talking about earlier with the the plans and um, and, and talking about uh, behind the scenes and stuff. And I you know I've been cagey about talking about anything on this. I there's that old expression, you know, uh, you know, you, you you talk about your plans and God laughs, sort of thing. And I would kind of the way i came up with the brothers uh and hydraulics like they were very much about like keeping everything in house until it was announced and it to a point of frustration like where we finished like war of the ages i'm talking about we fucking did like a real trailer for it and they wouldn't release it online and stuff like that which i felt like was the old way of thinking about it and counterintuitive to where where things were going in the mid 2000s like especially obviously with YouTube and everything, creating, giving people content, your own stuff. If you're gonna spend uh, thousands of dollars of your money on a, a pitch trailer, it doesn't make any sense to me not to release it online and stuff like that. Um, but and, you know, there is the counter of like, you're putting all this stuff out there and saying the things you wanna do. And then when they don't happen, it is, uh, it, it does kind of like uh, double down in, in some level of disappointment. And we're talking about um, Timo because he's shooting uh, the shadow strays right now in Indonesia and how every time he like finishes a draft on his script, he'll do a screen grab of the title page and just put it out there. And I'm always like inspired by that. Like, wow, the balls that he'll just do that. Um, so yeah, I, I try, I'm trying to figure out what the balance is going forward. But if you guys follow me on um, on social media and stuff, like I I am traveling this week uh, and, and uh, I'll be overseas for the next week and a half. I don't know what we'll figure out this weekend uh whether or not me or, or you'll have to bring in uh my my stunt double Aaron. <laughs> but um but yeah so i'm, I'm trying to um, i'm trying to do a scout on something uh and, and and you know make something happen and and we'll see so uh sorry to be cryptic and not bring everybody in but hopefully soon i can
0: all right um vice where can people find you
1: Oh, as always, uh, I am on uh, Instagram, looking hot. Advaita is me there. On Letterbox, uh, I had a couple. I did a, um, some backdated reviews. Of my Letterbox uh, from things I've seen from my didn't log, so you can check out my reviews for latest stuff there. Um, I um, uh I'm on Busca as well. I'm not doing shit. <laughs> there, there. Oh, also, um, I happen to have um, some downtime coming up in the next few days. So, and, uh, and with that, I bought some video games recently. Um, video game corner, real quick, actually, for video game corner. Uh, two big releases came out this uh, this past weekend. Um, first, Armored Core 6. This is a long-running uh, franchise from the From Software guys. You know they're famous for like the Souls game, whatever. But no, they, before that, they were doing big ass robots blown shit up, and this is like the brand new big ass robots bone shit up game. It's tight, it's fast-paced, it's hard as fuck. Yeah, I'm on there, and they have like, you can do like um, you can like share share your um models and like your, your, your gear. So I'm on there at this. I'm on PS PlayStation Network, PS5 as Vice uh, same as Xbox. So if you want to do some robots, do some robot jock stuff, I'm um, there. You can find me there. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I also, I, I'm also playing uh, this other game It's just, uh, just changing now. Uh, it's called Blasphemous 2. It's like a single style game. It's great, a lot of like creepy-ass fucking Catholic imagery going on, like monsters and shit. It's really, really fucked up. I couldn't sleep last night. I, I had nightmares. <laughs> i played play this for like four hours, that like, yesterday. I, I didn't want to go to sleep because I was like, the monsters will leave me.
0: <laughs> but yeah. Blasphemous. I haven't played Blasphemous too, but Blasphemous is legitimately fucked up. I actually even uh, tracked down the art book from it, and the the concept art is even more fucked up. So yeah, yeah, like
1: yeah, yeah. That's a weird, like you know, like a medieval, like like a medieval, like almost like Frank Frazetta kind of stuff, but also like a art from like Francisco, Francisco, Francisco de Goya. Like a lot of cool stuff going on there. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. But either way, I'm on the PlayStation Networks. I'm there doing either the robots, or the I'm on Call of Duty sometimes, or wherever you If are. I'm on, I'm on a Division 2 a lot. So yeah, if you see me in the, in the world online, come, come hey, add me to your friends. I'll do it, we'll fight. I'm on Street Fighter, yeah. We'll do a Street Fighter blood one too. Uh, I'm calling out Frankie. <laughs> Shout out to Talos, I, I gotta fight him soon. But yeah, so I'm on there. And then as always, until one of us dies, oh yeah uh, i'm on twitter's uh, at, uh, uh, shout out to thank you for everybody else's support on twitter uh I just reached um 10, followers weirdly enough um the other day um i, I don't know why i don't i, didn't do any, I don't do anything now. i'm stupid <laughs> but, uh, yeah but uh, either way probably like all bots either way but but for all the real people there thank you for all the support thank you for um you know um all the all the pushing on my words and all the uh, links i do uh yes yeah, so I'm, I'm i'm there uh at my on twitter Having fun with developers talking about
2: the shit. Yeah. Liam, where can people find you? Liam Odin, Twitter, Instagram, and bullying you on the Action for Everyone Discord, <laughs> um, which I'm still enjoying quite a bit. <laughs>
0: Um, yes, you can. Oh, 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 by the way, speaking of video game quarter, I got a steam deck so you can follow. If you want to find me playing games, I'm going to be mostly on steam for the foreseeable future. Um, I'm Hibachi justice everywhere. You can find me if you want to add me. Um, we do have a discord uh hit us up and we can send you an invite for it it is an open discord so hit us up we you you ask for an invite we send you everybody behave yourselves thus far everybody's been good we haven't had any issues we do have some new mods so shout out to blandy and andy and chris for for being our mods um and uh then you know me and max are are keeping an eye on everything um as well so uh, shout out again thanks Max for putting that all together Um, and uh, yeah you can find the show on Twitter at A4E Podcast find it on Blue Sky at A4E Podcast you can find us on Linktree Linktree slash A4E Podcast you can you're listening to us so you know you can find us anywhere podcasts are found Um, you can find me you know where to find me I don't even I'm barely even on my own personal social medias although my random Gene Hackman tweet blew up it's got like 500 likes I'm like what the (laughs) fuck like I just merely pointing out that Gene Hackman had a great 1995. Apparently a lot of people. Oh, I do want to shout out it's yesterday. Good. Yeah. Yesterday I recorded and it should be out on Monday um, with Matt Bledsoe, the Film Feast podcast. That's why I was pointing out the Gene Hackman thing. We did not realize that we were inadvertently doing a Gene Hackman 1995 trilogy. I had done Crimson Tide with him and then I did Quick in the Dead. And when we were doing Quick in the Dead, I'm like, Oh, shit, we have to do Get Shorty now, too. We got to complete the trilogy. So we completed the trilogy talking about Get Shorty. So that should be out uh, Monday or, or sometime this week. So, all right, boys, I love you all. Let's do it again next week. Peace. Cheers.